All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Daily Face-Off podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 8, Episode 19 of the DFO Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me today, we have Michael Biebs Bondi. Biebs, another midweek show for the boys. How's yep. it going? It's going good. I got my Christmas shirt on, clearly um, festive in the spirit. I have my ridiculous mustache strapped on my face uh, for November. And uh, and I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's hump day, and uh, we we got some some beautiful waivers to talk about. Uh, it's been a little bit since we talked about waivers, so you know what? when you give us a few days to uh, to get new waivers, uh, we're gonna come back at you with something nice. So here we are. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we were unable to do a show on Monday. It was another one of those weeks where you were bugging me, like, when are we gonna start? And I'm like, I just don't have time yet. When are we gonna start? Don't have time yet. And then it just kind of got away from us. So. Uh, again, I Brock a lot now that we work together. So. <laughs> yeah, if we don't, uh, if we don't ever release a Monday episode, be sure to go check out my uh, waiver or my streaming articles piece, which goes up on DFO every single Monday morning. Um, most of the, the information that we're going to give you on the podcast on Monday morning, you can find in that piece uh, outside of the injury news. But obviously, that can be found on dailyfaceoff.com as well. So, as Beebs just alluded to. We are going to be covering the waiver wire today. It is waiver wire Wednesday, and we have a wide variety of pickups today, ranging from 34% owned to 1%. Sound good? Sounds. I love that. I'm a a big deep league guy, so uh, you know. 
Yeah, we'll start at the top with the higher-owned players. And the first guy we're going to talk about is Jason Zucker of the Pittsburgh Penguins, left-wing eligible, currently 34% rostered. Uh, If you watch my DFO, DFS report every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., you would know that I have been pretty high on Pittsburgh too recently. And Jason Zucker has played extremely well so far this season. Um, He's quietly gone about his business and picked up 14 points, four goals, 10 assists in his first 14 games of the season. So he's at a point per game while averaging 2.7 shots on goal per game. And uh, Pittsburgh too has just been playing really, really well. They, um, they're averaging 4.1 expected goals for per 60, almost 36 scoring chances for per 60, 18 high danger chances. So Jason Zucker with Evgeny Malkin and Ricard Raquel have been playing extremely well. And Zucker has always been a player who has been able to put up points. It's just been a matter of whether or not he can stay healthy so far. So good. So get him while he's healthy and don't be afraid to drop him with when he gets hurt. Uh, yeah, I actually heard from camp today that uh, Rust and Raquel might be switching up. Um, that was just practice today, but realistically, that doesn't change anything. Almost might even help them a bit. Uh, both both good players in, in their own. But yeah, we're starting to see the Jason Zucker that Pittsburgh traded for, what, two years ago? Um, I think this is what they gave up all that. that uh, I think it was a bunch of picks, a bunch of seconds. Um, they gave up Kalen Addison for sure. That was one of them, yep. And uh, and this, they're finally kind of getting what they traded for, which was someone who shoots a ton. And um, it's uh, it's time to catch on to this trend because he's uh, he's back and he's healthy. And while he's in that top six, he makes a nice little option. Yeah, it was Kalen Addison, Alex Galchenyuk, and a conditional first-round pick, Ooh. which ended up being Carson Lambos out of the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL. Um, but yeah, Zucker, obviously you know, 76 points across 139 games uh, coming into this season, which, which is pretty decent production, um, but very injury prone. So 44, about 45 points per game uh, or per season, basically since 2020 through 2022, since the season they acquired him. And it's just a matter of staying healthy and staying on the ice for him. And, and while he's playing with Malkin, playing over 15 minutes a night, Zucker makes a, uh, makes a nice pickup right now at 34% rostered. Also sees time on the Penguins' second power play unit. Uh, Jeff Skinner is a name that we've been talking about quite a bit in recent weeks. He is also 34% owned. He is also only left-wing eligible out of the Buffalo Sabres. He has five goals, seven assists, 12 points in his last 10 games. Had another really nice performance on Tuesday night. Over that span, he's averaging 3.2 shots per game. And that top line... Tage Thompson is insane. Tage Thompson is on an absolute heater right now. He, you know, a lot of people who were worried that last year was maybe just a fluke. He has quickly put that to rest. He has 21 points, 11 goals through 16 games. He has been absolutely dynamite. And um, Jeff Skinner has been riding with him pretty much the entire season. So together, You've got Skinner, you've got Thompson, and you've got Tuck. And the three of them are averaging 3.8 expected goals for per 60, 41.9 scoring chances for per 60, and 19.7 high danger chances for per 60. That is an absolutely elite line right now. And Skinner has really, really been productive in that spot. Yeah, I think it's something around 12 points in his last eight games. Um also, we've watched, you kind of mentioned it there, but Tage Thompson has stepped into the top 10 in the NHL in scoring. Um, anytime you're alongside someone who's in the top 10, it's it's a pretty good place to be in. 
um, ab- absolutely surprising that he's still only 34% owned right now. Yes. Um, definitely, definitely get in on, uh, on some Jeff Skinner action. Um, he's, he's paid $9 million a year, so they're going to keep him in the top six. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, last year, Tage Thompson broke out to the tune of 38 goals and 30 assists. That's 68 points across 78 games. This season, again, it's probably not sustainable um, considering he has a 14.6 on a shooting percentage, but it's just worth mentioning these numbers because they're insane. He's on pace for 56 goals and 51 assists, 107 points with 56 goals. So he's taken last year's breakout and taken it, almost doubled it, like taken it to just entirely new heights. He's been absolutely outstanding. He's and mad so- at everyone who said, who, when he signed that fat contract in the offseason. Yeah. He heard, he heard all you guys questioning who he was. Um, and he's been dynamite. Uh-huh. And Jeff Skinner's been great right alongside him. Like, I mean, you know, don't put um, – you know, obviously he hasn't been quite as good as Tage Thompson. It's quite difficult to be as good as Tage Thompson has been thus far. But um, Jeff Skinner himself is on pace for 27 goals and uh, 46 assists. So pretty good number so far um, with Jeff Skinner. And that's including a bit of a slow start. As I mentioned, he's picked up 12 points in his last 10 games. All right, moving under 30%. He's also on pace for 230 shots. So. Which is great. You love to see that. Speaking of shots, under 30% owned now, a name you've heard on this podcast many times before, our boy Trevor Moore. Left wing, right wing eligible, 24% rostered. He has picked up nine points, two goals, seven assists in his last 12 games. Over that time, he is averaging an impressive 2.9 shots on goal per game. Exactly what you come to expect from Trevor Moore. Currently playing with Phil Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, Shocking? Not at all. They've been together for two years now. They're averaging 3.1 expected goals for per 60, almost 33 scoring chances, and over 13 high danger chances per 60. They're still a very, very good line. Trevor Moore is still not somebody that you can completely rely on for long-term value. He's going to run cold. He's going to run hot, but he's going to be reliable. So, you know, I, he's somebody that you could probably add and drop about seven times throughout the season <laughs> this year. Uh, because he's gone, he's gotten points in eight games. He's gotten no points in ten games. So he's going to give you those zeros, but he's going to be remarkably consistent in the shots on goal category. And any single night, uh, he has an opportunity to get on the score sheet. So I, I just like the reliability you get from him. Obviously, the numbers aren't going to jump off the page, but he does have 55 shots in 18 games, which again, over the course of a full season, is 251 shots. Yep. He's shooting just 3.6% right now. So that's going to come up. The goals are going to start to come if he continues to shoot that much. And if he's shooting 250 uh, 50 times at 8.6%, which is his career mark, you know, you're looking at a guy that should score at least 20 goals a season. And if he gets hot, he could push for 30. Yeah. Uh, 250 shots last year would have placed him in the top 25 in the league ahead of Andrea, uh, Andreas Svechnikov. Um, he would place exactly 25th with 250. So um, if you're getting top 25 production from a guy who you mentioned, it's just, you know, you can you can literally look for a spot start. And it's like, oh, oh shit, Trevor Moore is right there again. Um, and continue to plug him in. Five points in his last five games. As you mentioned, he is streaky. So um, he's on that streak right now. And uh, it's time it's time to, time to jump on if you need him. As you mentioned, he's probably just going to be our, like, um, I guess, pick up every – week or pick up and drop he's the uh, yeah. he's the spot filler when you need a uh when you need a guy but 
but we're likely not going to fill the roster. But no, I, either way, he makes a great addition. Every night he's in that lineup, he's going to get more ice time than most um, for a guy you're getting at 25%. It, it's worth mentioning, though, like last year he had just 31 assists. This year he's on pace for 46 assists. The on-ice shooting percentage is a little bit inflated, but nothing crazy. So if he can finish with 40-plus assists, and he's going to be most likely a 20-goal scorer with the opportunity to increase it closer to, to 25 – he's a pretty reliable player if you're getting 25 and 40 out of him. So that's the kind of player he's looking like right now. And obviously with that shot volume, you know, good things can happen if he continues to get pucks on net. Uh, same team, Arthur Kaliev, left wing, right wing eligible. Hopefully you read my streaming article to start the week because I had him as a streamer. Fire. He was 12% owned when I wrote that article on Monday. He is now 22% owned. So we've seen a 20 or a 10% climb, excuse me, over the last three days, he is currently 20th in the NHL in goals for per 60, 19th in the NHL in shots on goal per 60, and 19th in the NHL in points per 60. He has 13 points, 6 goals, 7 assists in 17 games. He's tied for 13th in the NHL with 4 power play goals, and he's got 6 power play points overall. So the issue with Kaliev is obviously that he is playing a limited role. He is playing on the fourth line almost every single night. He's on the second power play unit, but he's got an absolute bomb of a shot. He's got a very, very good shot, and he's putting it to work so far this year. It, it's similar to what we kind of saw out of Gabe Velarde at the start of the season, and it's like, I don't know, is he going to ever crack the top uh, nine? And then he did. He's on the top line with Kopitar now, Fiala on the third line. So Kaliev, to me, I'm not ready to say he can't move up the lineup. It seems kind of unlikely, but everything he's done so far has warranted a, you know more minutes. So I think that he, he's the type of player with the upside that he's got with that shot, I really want to have on my roster because if he ever gets an increased opportunity, he'll be dynamite. You know, he's shooting 15%. It might be a little bit high, but with his shot, I think it's probably fairly sustainable. The on-ice shooting percentage of 15.8 is obviously pretty high, playing especially on the fourth line. But it's just a matter of minutes here for me, and you want to make sure that you kind of get ahead of players like this because if he ends up moving up the lineup, he's going to be dynamite. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Arthur Kayev, um, that might make you want him a little bit more. He currently holds the record for most points ever by a Hamilton Bulldog player, as well as most goals by a Hamilton Bulldog player. So um, guys who do that and are perennial OHL stars like, like, wow, Kaliev. His name, Kaliev are, are guys that usually translate quite well. And, and when it, uh, when we're kind of seeing it this way, it translate like it is straight to the NHL. Um, it, it's very good signs. And like you said, it, a lot of it has to do with the shot, but uh, we got to see him at the World Juniors a few years ago. This guy's just always in the right spot to score. Um, and then you add in, obviously, the elite the elite shooting. And I, I think it's someone who we're just going to watch that ice time rise. I will say huge props to LA's coach. He tends to, you know, he's giving ice time to the to the hands that deserve it. And uh, and for us fantasy freaks, we love to see that. So um, I really like Kaev. And then, obviously, Monday night just um, kind of solidified that he should be a little bit more on than, uh, than what we're looking at here for such low playing time. Um, these numbers are great. So if, if that can up a little bit, um, as you mentioned, 20th in goals for per 60 and 19th in shots on goal per 60, those are both absolutely elite production. Um, and something that we love to see and something that says, you know, we we're in for a little bit better 
and uh, and things are pretty good. And he covers both sides of the wing. So I will say um, of this list, he is one of one of my favorite names. But we also we got a lot of like point per game players on this list, which is just bonkers. So. Yeah, it, his, his playing time obviously is concerning. But if he yeah. sees those increase in minutes, it would it'd be great. It, if it happens, that'd be amazing. If it doesn't, it's going to be unfortunate. As I mentioned, nine points in his last 10 games, including five goals, but he's played under 12 minutes per game over that time. So certainly concerning, but when he's getting, you know, two and a half pucks on net at 12 minutes, it kind of gives you an idea of what you could get if he ever sees a little bit more ice time. So if, if you ever see Daily Faceoff tweeting that Arthur Kaliev has moved up the lineup for the LA Kings, you got to yeah, make sure crazy. that you are rushing to the waiver wire. Run, don't walk to get Arthur Kaliev. Kevin Hayes, we talk about him, I think, every single week, but he continues to get it done for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's 23% rostered. He has points in 11 of 16 games so far this season. He has 16 points in 16 games. That includes four goals and 12 assists, and he's playing north of 19 minutes a night. I know that me and you were a little bit higher on Kevin Hayes than D was last week, and I, you know, from D's perspective, I think the goal scoring – might be a little bit capped, but he's shooting 2.6 times per game on pace for 215 shots, which would blow away his previous career high of 172. So, you know, he, he's the increase in minutes, the increase in, I, I guess the increase in shot volume kind of goes hand in hand with the increase in minutes. But regardless, he is a guy that could get to, you know, pretty easily get to 25, maybe 30 goals. And the assist production has been outstanding. It's worth noting the on-ice shooting percentage is still 13.5. So the assist production is probably going to come down a little bit. But on this top line with Travis Konechny, the, the duo uh, has been great. The other side of the wing has been rotating a little bit. But Konechny and Hayes have really been a driving force for the Flyers so far this season. And like I said, on the board in 11 of 16 games so far this season, they're getting on the score sheet more often than they're not. And I think, you know, outside of the strict center eligibility, that's the only concern for me with Hayes right now. Everything else looks pretty good. Um, and it's, you know, like I think you said it last week, it's kind of one of those cases where just somebody has to put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah. And uh, one thing that helps Kevin Hayes and might not help other players is he's playing for a coach that when he likes players, he uses those players. And I think John Tortorella is starting to realize that, he might not have a ton of players like Kevin Hayes that he can throw out there for 20, 22 minutes and can be confident with, um, as we saw by uh, his media scrum yesterday where he just said, we suck. Yeah. Um, so one thing, um, you know, we need we need D's out there so that they can leave guys like Kevin Hayes for us um, because he's going to grab other great players uh, when he sees their trend. So, so uh, I'll, I'll be glad to stake Kevin Hayes away from him in leagues. Um it's just, uh, I, I think we're finally watching a guy where you, you don't like to bring it up, but he's dealt with some some shit in the last two years. Obviously, his brother passed away. He had a, a long-term injury there. These are things that can really contribute to a full breakout. And and this is someone who's getting paid big-time money um, when he first came to Philadelphia. There's a reason for it. We're kind of starting to see it now. And if you get 70 points to Kevin Hayes this year, that's an absolute steal off the wire. Um, and like you said, you know, on pace for over 200 shots, 1917 a night on ice um if philadelphia flop falls and just completely crumbles that's okay because it seems that kevin hayes and travis connecting have something nice going here and uh if anything they can fall back on that at the end of the day they're going to touch power play time and this year more than any other year i'm finding i'm not really running into the issue of strict centers i i almost have too many wingers um so it, it's uh 
it's not necessarily as big of an issue as it's 10 years. It seemed to be in the last couple of years, but that could be also because all three of us uh, approach the draft the same way where we went centers at the end, but yeah, for sure. And, you know, chances are people listening to this show have kind of the same draft strategy and, and maybe are a little bit thinner at center. So uh, make sure, you know, Kevin Hayes, he's on the wire, looks like a nice pickup at the moment still. Um, if he's not, we're, we're going to drop down the roster percentage uh, a little bit here just to keep things in Philadelphia. If you're in a deeper league, I really like Owen Tippett right now as well. Tippett's got seven points, three goals, four assists in his last 10 games. The usage has been great. We always thought that he was potentially a player that could have uh, good production while he was in Florida but just never really got the playing time in Philadelphia. Not a whole lot of depth there. He's playing over 17, almost 18 minutes a night. He's currently averaging three shots on goal per game. He's, you know, routinely in the flyers top six and he is on the top power play. So a player that was very, very highly touted coming out of the NHL draft and somebody who's finally getting an opportunity as a former top 10 pick seen for the first time in his career, top six minutes and, and he had a nice run with the flyers to to end last season as well and he was somebody I, I thought could have a breakout this year and so far it's been pretty uh a pretty solid return for Tippett. yeah this is uh the main piece in the claude Giroux deal um and, and there's a reason why uh he was that clearly the talent's there my only thing that i have to say about Tippett is philadelphia beat reporters could you stop posting his picture as close as possible because they love to just do it on every single thing they do and he is like the definition of a philadelphia player he has um he, he has the the red hair and he's missing his teeth are a little so they always post him and Wade Allison next to each other they look like twins it's crazy and it's like it's almost like them them two and gritty and uh and that's all I gotta say about that so so if you're in for a giggle um go check out Owen Tippett but no this is a great below five percent suggestion uh probably probably one of the best he could he could find so. hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
going back up the roster ownership here uh, to New Jersey, where Tomash Tatar has heated up as of late. He's been a fixture on the top line with Nico Heischer and my boy Fabian Zetterlund. And Tatar has quietly picked up 11 points, three goals, eight assists in his last 11 games, point-per-game player over the last few weeks. Just 2.1 shots on goal per game over that stretch isn't great, but New Jersey 1 is averaging 3.8 expected goals for per 60, 37 scoring chances, and 17 high-danger chances for per 60. That Heischer line has been absolutely dominant. The Devils have been absolutely dominant. And Tatar makes for a reasonable add at the moment. Not somebody who's going to score you a ton of gold, but if uh, if you need some help on the wing, Tatar could be a cheap source of assists uh, moving forward. And, and the goals department should be better. He's shooting just 8.6%. He's never shot under 11% in his career. So uh, the goal production should get better. Still playing, you know, a healthy amount of minutes. And you got to remember, I mean, this is a guy who used to flirt with 30 goals and, and 60 points. So, you know, he's got that capability um, and playing with Nico Heischer, Tatar could be a, a decent pickup at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, he's one of those guys we've seen him seen him do it before. So, yeah, um, I was actually surprised that I, I was doing a small piece last week on just low owned players, and just saw the name. I was like, that doesn't seem right. And he was actually below ten percent last week. So, um, someone who you know playing well, um, eleven points, eleven games. The one thing that's, that's worth worth mentioning here about the New Jersey Devils is next week they've got four games and they have the perfect streaming schedule playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they got a game on Saturday. But you'll definitely be able to get the Devils in your lineup three times next week. And uh, actually, next week looks backwards. Yeah. Next week's backwards, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, never mind. It's not the perfect streaming schedule. But yeah, they still play four games funny. next week, and they've got uh, some good matchups with the Oilers, the Maple Leafs, the Sabres, and Capitals, four teams that have had a difficult time keeping the puck out of the back of their net at times. So four games next week um, for the Devils. And speaking of the Devils, I'm going to continue to mention Fabian Zetterland until he gets above 1% owned. Uh, I seem to be the only one that cares about this man at the moment. But three goals, two assists, five points in his last eight games. He's a very nice, very deep league target. 2.4 shots on goal per game over that stretch. And as I mentioned, New Jersey won where he currently resides, averaging almost four expected goals, four for 60. So Tatar and Zetterland playing with Heischer, they've been the beneficiaries of Heischer's breakout season. And Zetterland continues to look like a pretty decent pickup in deep leagues. Moving under 20% owned, somebody, again, that we continue to talk about, but his ownership just does not represent uh, the value that you can get in Evan Rodriguez in Colorado. He is center left wing and right wing eligible still just 11 percent rostered three goals two assists in his last six games averaging 21 minutes per game over that time we talked about how he played 27 minutes in one of those games so a little bit inflated but still playing over 20 minutes uh, on a nightly basis 23 shots on goal over that time which is 3.8 per game that is what you love out of evan rodriguez even if he is not on colorado's top line he is going to get his own on that second line, and he remains on power play one. He is still one of my favorite waiver wire targets overall right now. Yeah, I actually made that comment earlier that I was like, yeah, Kayev is one of my favorite. And then I looked at him like, oh, Erod's back. Um, so definitely want Erod more. As you mentioned, uh, once he moved to that second line, there's some fears. Five shots in his last two games since moving back there. Um, that's 10 shots in two games. That's absolutely ridiculous. 
at that pace, you know, you are going to lead the league in shots, but obviously he's not going to keep that up, but we do love to see that. And uh, 28 shifts his uh, two games ago while playing on that second line just shows that he's going to continue to eat that ice. Um, if you watch Colorado right now, they are very top heavy and, uh, and, and Evan Rodriguez is kind of keeping that top all together up there. So uh, I still cannot believe it's only 11%. This is, this is mind blowing. This is our yeah. guy who it's like add, add, add every week. Yeah, we've talked about him, I think, you know, six or seven weeks in a row, it feels oh, like. Um, probably hasn't been that many. But guys we haven't talked about now, under 10% own. We've already mentioned uh, Zetterlin and uh, Owen Tippett, but we've got three more names here. And again, we're very all forward heavy on this episode today. Uh, the defense, we're going to break down a little bit more on Friday. There's not a lot of options right now. Uh, Jake Bean was the one I mentioned last week. He looked great his first game uh, with Zaprowensky out. And then he got hurt. So there's going to be another void there in Columbus. We're going to have to wait and see who decide, who ends up filling that void. Uh, they're going to most likely have to make some call-ups. Also, while we're talking about the Blue Jackets, I talked about how Jonas Corpusalo might be a pretty good pickup. Elvis Merzlikens got hurt last night as yeah. well. So if you need help in goal, Corpusalo looks like he could get Ooh. an extended run between the pipes. For also, Marc-Andre Fleury announced today will be out, will not play tomorrow. So just keep an eye on Phil Gustafson while we're talking about goalies here. Yeah, and if he's going to miss an extended period of time, potentially top goaltender prospect, yes, for Wallstead. If he ends up getting <laughs> if he ends up getting the call up and, and you know maybe he goes on a run, he could be somebody worth keeping an eye on as well. Um, I, I doubt that they think that Philip Gustafson is the real answer full-time. So whether or not it, it, it's Wallstead or not, we'll have to kind of um wait and see how that shakes out uh he hasn't again been terrific it's his first year in the hl he's only played four games 899 save percentage um their other goaltending option though is zane mcintyre who is 30 year old uh former Boston bruin and i believe um vancouver canuck he has a 903 save percentage so those are their two options in the ahl i would imagine if flurry is going to miss an extended period of time i would think that Wallstead is going to get a look. But again, we'll keep an eye on that situation as it moves forward. If you want to get ahead of the curve and just hope that it happens, especially like in a dynasty league, I think that that's an okay uh, way to go. And if he doesn't end up getting called up, you can just drop him. Uh, but Adam Henrique's really heating up. Five goals, one assist, six points in his last six games. 2.8 shots on goal per game over that time, which is awesome. 1944 time on ice per game. He's playing on the top line with Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry. He's also on the top power play unit. And that top line right now, 3.2 expected goals, 4 per 60, 36 scoring chances, 16 on danger. They've been very, very good. Um, the Ducks are not very good, but Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers are extremely good. And Henry, good player in his own right, in a very nice spot, center left wing eligible, just 3% owned. So deep league target for me. Yeah, it's a classic case of, uh, it's like Kevin Hayes, where it's just someone has to score on that team. And, and, and Henry is the veteran presence that fills those holes, plays that ice time. Um, you're getting, this, this is why you're getting that 3%. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of what you're getting at three, <laughs> <laughs> Matias Michelli, uh, left wing rookie from the Arizona Coyotes, just three percent owned. He leads all rookies with ten points this season. However, just one goal in that time. So one goal, nine assists in fifteen games. He's picking up apples, but the issue for me with Michelli is that he is averaging under one shot per game. If yeah. you extrapolate that over the entire season. He would be on pace for 70 shots, which Trevor, <laughs> which Trevor Moore will probably do in the month of November. Um, but over a point per game in the AHL last season, 57 points in 47 games. 
So he is a decent source of assists. I don't know if that upside matters enough. Um, it depends on how deep your league is. But this is a man who's only scored 44 goals in his last 179 hockey games. That's including right. the, Finnish, the Finnish Liga, the AHL, and the NHL. Ugh. So he's not going to be a goal scorer. That is for, for sure. Um, he's going to pick up some assists, but at the same time, that's probably not a team that's going to score a ton of goals. They've been solid, but I just, you know, he's not going to pick up a ton of assists. But it is worth noting that even in a, in a decent run last year, he has picked up 14 assists in his first uh, 38 NHL games, which extrapolates to over 30 assists over an 82-game season. So uh, obviously getting more of a run so far this season, but he always already looks like a guy who's going to be a 30, 40, 50 assists potentially down the road. Uh, player, but he's just not going to provide you with a whole lot of goal scoring upside. Just does not shoot the puck even at all. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think we ever see him hit double digits in goals is uh, is the big question here. Um, but uh, one thing uh, that kind of stood out, and I started like making weird noises when Brock originally told me all about uh, Matthias Michelli, um, was that Nick Schmaltz has to return and is returning very soon. Um, as much as I love, you know, the rookie presence doing what he's doing, somehow leading Calder um, or, or all rookies in points. Um, when Schmaltz does come back, he's going to demand around 20 minutes per, per night, maybe 18 minutes. And uh, with that comes a lot of protective minutes, a lot of offensive minutes that are going to go Schmaltz's way as he is their top scorer and kind of attached to, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give Keller that, that honor, but he, he, go, he goes right there hand in hand. Um, obviously, it's a great story. We'd love to see it. But you, you pointed it out. Anyone who's on pace to get 70 shots, it, it, that's pretty ridiculous. If I'm going to talk about Arthur Kayev um, being absolutely dominant in junior, he scored more goals in one season than Matthias Michelli's scored in his last 179. So, um, you know, we love assists, but it, if Kevin Hayes is out there and, and people are going to get uh, go after him for not scoring, then you can't even consider Michelli because uh, Kevin Hayes is, you know, a lot better than that um, as far as production goes and shots goes and ice time goes. Um, obviously there's a 19% difference in ownership, but, uh, but yeah, I, I won't, uh, I won't rip on this one, one much more, but yeah, it's exciting. It's a good story. Just to point out, uh, going back to flurry for a second, um, beat reporter from the athletic, Michael Russo just uh, tweeted out that Philip Gustafson will be the starter until flurry is back. And he's shown signs of being able to handle the job. He has won one and one in his past three games, the 947 save percentage and a 1.64 goals against average. The Wild will recall a goalie on Wednesday. HL goalies are, as we mentioned, Zane McIntyre and Jesper Wallstedt. So seems like maybe McIntyre gets the call and will just be a strict backup to Gustafson going back to that. Uh, but it is worth mentioning just while we're on Michelli. Again, you're not going to get a lot of goals out of him. You should get a decent amount of assists. He's a deep, deep league target only. Yeah. Um, but of the forwards who have played at least 200 minutes at five or in all situations so far this season, he is the 10th lowest in the NHL shots per 60. The only players that average less shots on goal per 60 then Matias Michelli is Radic Faxa, Nick Dowd, Garnett Hathaway, Ryan McLeod, Andrew Kopp, Tomash Nosek, Jesper Fast, Nick Bonino, and Colton Sissons. Outside of Andrew Kopp, those are all bottom six, mostly fourth line players. So yeah, that's kind of the type of shot volume, just to give you an idea that you are getting from Michelli. But again, 
decent source of assists in super deep leagues, just 3% owned. And the last name we're going to talk about is Adam Ruziska uh, from the Calgary Flames. Strict center eligibility. I would imagine he's going to get wing eligibility as he's currently playing on the left wing on their top line with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. He was dominant in the AHL last season with 11 goals, 20 points in 16 games. Two goals, three assists, five points in his first four games with or in his last four games with the Flames, all of which were on the top line in replacement of Jonathan Huberto. Huberto returned to the lineup on Monday and played on the third line with Michael Backlund. Weird. And the lines worked perfectly in the first period. Each one of their four lines scored a goal. So I don't envision things will change too drastically in the near future. So whether or not this is a long-term solution or not, Ruziska looks very good on the Flames' top line. With Lindholm so far, he has 4.7 expected goals for per 60, 42.5 scoring chances, and 18.9 high-danger chances. Very small sample size, but very, very good results. And it's worth noting that they are significantly better results than what Lindholm was averaging while... Jonathan Huberto was on that line. So the way I look at it is that the Huberto thing didn't work out great to start. Whether Huberto remains with, with Backlin or whether Huberto goes back to the Lindholm line or maybe he sees time with Kadri, I think it's all a very fluid situation in Calgary. But in the meantime, the Rizishka experiment is working very well. And I think that it's something that will last at least for a little bit. It just kind of is a, a short-term addition right now. He's somebody worth picking up. As I mentioned, the Flames have four games next week as well. They've got the Flyers, they've got the Penguins, they've got the Capitals, and they've got the Hurricanes. So a couple easy matchups, a couple hard matchups. And uh, yeah, this weekend, they've got a game tomorrow in Tampa and then in Florida on Saturday. So uh, both busy nights might be difficult to get him in your lineup, but in deep leagues, if you've got a roster spot available, he's probably going to be in that top-line role again. He's going to see PP two times. So I think Rajiska is a, a very nice short-term addition. And if it kind of continues the way things have been going, who knows how long this run lasts? No, he's actually my favorite of the, I guess, five percenters and below on here. Um, and I mean, that's just strictly due to the strength of that line, how he's been playing and just the way the Calgary beat reporters respond to this guy. They really, it really seems like he's fitting there. Um, this is actually, uh, I expect him more likely to win the call or, Actually, he doesn't even have a chance. I was thinking J.J. Petrucha. Um, but I was going to say, I, I expect better numbers from him than I do Maselli long-term um, this year, even if he falls back in that lineup. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I mean, we've already seen more goals in like four games <laughs> from yeah. Ruzicka than we've seen from Michelli. So yeah, like Michelli doesn't, isn't going to give you many, many goals for sure. Uh, where Ruzicka, um pretty much everywhere he's been, he, he has put the puck in the back of the net. Cool, and He's, he's just a he's a big kid too, six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. As I mentioned, eleven goals in sixteen AHL games a season ago, uh, and then in his last year in the OHL, he had twenty four goals in thirty games. So, uh, big kid seems to be fitting on that line next to Lindholm and Toffoli. So I like Rajishka as a deep, deep league target. And that's going to do it for another edition of Waiver Wire Wednesday. Ooh. As always, I am your host, Brock Segan. We have Michael Blues Bondi with me on the computer. And just to let you know, we will be back on Friday with another full episode with D and Beeps. But D will be remote this time from Toronto. So we will have another online episode. So hopefully the audio quality online is as good as you guys hope. And uh, yeah, we'll be back Friday. Looking forward to it. Um, the one thing I do want to put out there, and, and please respond to us. I'll put a, I'll put a poll uh, or, or just a tweet out 
uh, on at DFO Podcast. If you guys are interested, we could potentially start to stream these online episodes maybe once a week, just the waiver wire episodes, me and Beebs. If we decide to go more online later, we could maybe stream them as well. But if you guys would be interested, if you guys would tune in to see the the video aspect of, of this podcast, let us know if that's something that interests you because uh, especially on Monday and Wednesday, uh, Beebs and I could certainly provide maybe whether it's a live stream or just a video aspect. Uh, it is something that we've talked about. It is something that we could certainly uh, do if the interest is there. So I will post a, a tweet to at DFO podcast and let me know if it is something that you would be interested in watching until Friday. Enjoy uh, the next couple days of games and we'll see you guys back here in a couple days. We've both bought ring lights, so uh, we'll both look good. Yeah, I, I want to go on, on video because I'm looking dapper today. Absolutely. I just want to show off this stash. History at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. 
Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.